Hey everyone, welcome to episode one of Beat the Buzzer with Javi and me, Noah, where we're going to debate about awesome NBA topics in under 15 minutes. Today we're going to be talking about a very special question, and that is, who's winning it all in the NBA bubble? So let's get started. For those who don't know, 22 of the 30 NBA teams are in the bubble in Orlando to finish off the 2019-2020 NBA season. At this point, we've been able to see some of the playoff action, but let's just explain a little bit how this works. So the, the way the playoffs have worked this season is they've taken the best eight teams of both conferences with a play-in game. If the ninth seed was four games away from the eighth seed, they would have a play-in game. You're able to see that in the play-in games that the Portland Trailblazers were able to win and make it into the first round against the Lakers. They have since been eliminated. Okay, so let's get to the good part. Um, My picks of the 2020 season, I think that the finals matchup is going to be Clippers versus Bucks, and I think the Clippers are winning it all. What do you think, Noah? Yeah, so I have my finals matchup as the Lakers versus the Raptors, and I have the Lakers winning the NBA championship this year. Okay, okay, that's interesting. First, let's discuss, like, the Eastern Conference, who we think is going to win there and why. Yeah, so when I'm looking at the East, the thing that brought me to the Raptors is their defense and the amount of playmakers they have on offense. If you look up and down the roster, they have a lot of players that get their own bucket as they've proved in the past. Fred Van Vliet, Pascal Siakam, Kyle Lowry, even Marcus Gasol, Serge Ibaka. They have just a plethora of players, even some players that have played well this year, Terrence Davis, Norman Powell. I feel really strong about them being able to compete with the big teams in the East and being able to use their defense, their savviness, and their veteran leadership to be able to take them to the top. Yeah, I think the, the same reason why you think they are going to win is kind of the reason why I think they won't win. I think that having too many players that can do many things but are kind of dependent on the others will be hard when the defense is tighter in the later rounds. Let me explain this. So the Raptors are a pretty good team that has good ball movement and they know how to play together. They're an awesome team. They hustle. They play great defense. But I can see that in the playoffs, let's say they have to match up against the Bucks. Like their half court game is going to be kind of stuck because they don't have players that can go face up against Giannis and score two points. And definitely they're going to win some games by just having great ball movement and playing as a team. But I think that to win four games, you kind of need to be able to score in those moments when the ball is not moving as well and you need just like two points, you need a person to score. And as opposed to them, I have the Bucks winning because I think they do have that last little star power that you need to just go over the top in the playoffs and the defense gets tight. I think Giannis can just go off in a night. He – he can turn up the team when, when they're not moving the ball as well. Middleton can score a lot on ISO and off the rhythm. So 
I, that's why I had the Bucks. Do you want to talk about why we don't have like teams like the Celtics or the Heat maybe that are really good teams also? Yeah, yeah. So for me, when looking at the top contenders in the East, I saw it as Raptors, Heat, Bucks. And then like I, I think I guess you would say the next team is the Celtics. I can agree with you that the Bucks have a great chance. I just don't know if Giannis has got it this year. I think he's a year away from being able to take them to the even to the Eastern Conference Finals. I think the Heat and the Raptors offer more as a whole as a team on defense, everything. I really think that even though the Bucks have been arguably one of the best defensive team in the league, I believe, correct me if I'm wrong, they might have had the number one defensive rating. But the Raptors had yeah, the number, number two defensive rating in the league this year, and they were fifth in three-point shooting I just I feel better about the Raptors they were in the finals last year and I think that they've improved as a team even without Kawhi to be able to get to that next step I'm not saying that they're a better team than they were last year but I think they're a good enough team in the east that they're going to be able to defeat the rest of the top teams I and I think that the Heat would be very close in line I really like what the Heat have been doing this year I am a little biased because I'm a Heat fan but I I just think all around that I'm really impressed with what they've been able to do a little bit more impressed than I think the Bucks are going to be able to show in these playoffs just because I think if a team could stop Giannis and some of the other players aren't able to get points, I, I think it could be really troublesome. Whereas I think you said even though it might be a con to have not really a centralized player on offense when it comes down to in the last 30 seconds, I think that the Raptors have a couple of players who could be that guy, whether it's Lowry, whether it's Van Vliet, whether it's uh, Pascal Siakam, that are able to take that last shot and get you a great bucket. And I think Nick Nurse is arguably one of the best coaches in the NBA as long as Spolster. Yeah, yeah. That's He's definitely up there for, for Coach of the Year this year. And it's interesting that you mentioned the Heat. I also like the Heat a lot. I really like how their young players are starting to just fit in. Um, Duncan Robinson, Tyler Hero, really good players. And they also have uh, Jimmy and Bam that are great defenders, and they can do pretty much everything. Yeah, the, pretty much the reason why I picked the Bucks over the Heat also in that second-round matchup, which is probably going to happen – is um, the the Bucks are really tall. Like, that's one of the problems that the Heat have against teams that are pretty tall. They can just take the boards off from them. And, um, yeah, I have the Bucks just pretty much dominating the Heat in the paint, although the, the Heat are a really good team, and I like what they have. And with regards to Boston, I, I like them. They can score – but they don't have a center. That's going to be problematic down the line. And I think Hayward just got hurt, which is also a setback. So that being said, we can go ahead and discuss the Wild wild West, see who's winning it on that side. So do you want to start with your take? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so at this point in the pod, we've been able to see that the Lakers have a tough matchup this first round with the Blazers. But I honestly still have the Lakers as – my finals pick. I, I I think that the Lakers are going to make it to the finals. I think the Lakers really are, are the best team in the NBA. I, I think I see the potential Western Conference finals matchup being Lakers-Clippers. I've seen the Clippers in person. Me and Javi went to a Clippers-Wizards game this year, and they're extremely impressive. I personally believe that LeBron still has just enough in him this year that he'll be able to, he'll be able to do along with Anthony Davis, who is top 10 player in the league, be able to will themselves to the championship. I think it's really going to be contingent on can they make it so the team is successful while still being able to 
being able to have these struggles on the three-point line. I, if you look, I, you could argue that their best shooter right now has been Contavious Caldwell-Pope, who honestly is not an elite shooter. They don't have elite shooting, which is really, I guess, the greatest concern to me. But overall, I think in the West, they are the best team. I, I, they were able to show it during one of the bubble games versus the Clippers. They really have another gear they could take it to, and I would love to see them take it there. And that's why I, I picked the Lakers. I think LeBron and AD all the way. Yeah, um, that's a really good concern you bring. Their shooting has been pretty terrible. They kind of make up for it because they have a, a really dominant offensive board presence with AD, McGee, Howard. They're just like in there. And LeBron is playing point guard, so he, he's a huge guard. Um, honestly, the Lakers are a really good team. I just don't see their offense meshing too well right now. They're kind of just like having a lot of empty possessions where Anthony Davis just ends up taking a deep guarded two, which is not a really good shot. Um, I think LeBron is going to tighten up and he's going to be more aggressive down the line, which is going to be good for that team. But let's go to why I have the Clippers winning. Um, The Clippers are the deepest team I've seen in a very long time. And I don't mean deep by having a lot of role players. No, they have players off the bench, two players, Lou Williams and Montrez Arrow, who score 18-plus points a game, which when you take it into account, it just makes everything so much more flexible because you don't have to depend on having your starters on the court. Those two players are also very dynamic. They can kind of do their own thing, even when Kawhi and Paul George are tired. They can literally sit down their two, uh, their two stars and still have a pretty good roster. So um, that for me is really important. And obviously Kawhi and Paul George are great. They have an awesome defensive team. But I think one of the most impressive things is their, is their switchability. They, like, how do you even play pick and roll against them when they can switch anything? They can switch like, the worst-case scenario is that you end up with Pat Beverly guarding a big man. He's still going to do a decent job. Like, he's not a random point guard. But that, for me, is really hard to play against because you have uh, Marcus Morris, you have Kawhi, you have Paul George, then you have Montrez Harrell off the bench. They can just switch everything, which is pretty hard to play against, and not, not to mention that they can score so much in so many ways. Do you want to talk about any other teams that we might be considering in the West and maybe why, why we don't have them winning? Yeah, I mean, for me when looking at it, I think if we get a Lakers-Rockets matchup, I think it would be very interesting. I think this could be the year that James Harden is able to get it together and potentially lead them a little bit farther in the playoffs than the, he has in the past. I think Westbrook's having a great season. It, that could be interesting. That, that would be – like, the Lakers do have a pretty tough road as compared to the Clippers, who I think that they have a very favorable matchup against Dallas, as it's shown this season for them. I think Dallas is a great team, but I think it is favorable for them. And I think they yeah, would obviously be the favorite against either Utah or Denver, whereas I think the Lakers it's a little bit more iffy in terms of the teams that they're going to have to go up against. I think they're arguably better, more talented teams than some of the teams the Clippers have to go up against. I just, for me, when it came down to it is, when you look at the Clippers – there's been very few games throughout the season where they had everyone healthy playing at the same time. I think it's just going to be a really interesting team chemistry thing, whether they're going to be able to bring it together or not. I do agree that we are going to see 
um, Lakers-Clippers matchup, and I'm excited for that. I just think that the Lakers are going to come out on top when it's all said and done. I Clippers make it, uh, then you're right. I wouldn't be too surprised about that. I just I feel strongly that it's really just the cohesiveness that they haven't been able to really experience throughout the season and be able to develop. I um, yeah, I I just I just I don't see it happening for the Clippers. I I'm really excited for this this Lakers Raptors finals as as I hope you would be too. <laughs> yeah. Um. Really interesting that you mentioned the Rockets. Um, that's something no one's talking about. Like, honestly, everyone just is taking for granted that the Lakers, that they're going to make it to the Clippers matchup. The Rockets are a really good team. They don't have a center, which is very problematic against the Lakers. Against the Lakers but we can't forget, they almost beat the KD Warriors two years in a row. They played solid matchups against them. They were the only team that beat them a couple games. And honestly, I would not be surprised if I see Harden taking the Lakers to seven or even beating them. But I still think the Lakers are going to win and we're going to see a Lakers-Clippers matchup. It's going to be really interesting. Um, but yeah, so let's, let's kind of conclude. My take is Clippers-Bucks in the final. The Clippers are going to win the league. Noah, what's your take? Yeah, I'll solidify my take is I think there's, there's going to be a Lakers versus Raptors NBA Finals with the Lakers winning in, let's say, six games. I, I think the Raptors are a great matchup against the Lakers, but I I, I think the Lakers are going to win it out. I, I trust LeBron. I He's he's had some great games against the Raptors in the past, so I don't, I don't think it's stopping there. Yes, sir. That's good. That's good. So um, that's pretty much all we have for today. Those are our takes on who's going to win it all in the NBA bubble. Thank you so much for being here and for listening to us. We hope to see you in our next episode. So, yeah, take care.